0: Thank mm-hmm. you. So uh, cultivation <coughs> of mind requires both, uh, well, calm, sense of stability or steadiness, which gives us the uh, correct timing. We're not in a hurry. Uh, we take things carefully. We're able to linger, integrate experience, fully digest what's occurring. just gobbling things or grabbing things or rushing on to the next point. Mm-hmm. Calm also, but then also we need energy, a certain sense of vitality and vigour, and ability to sustain. Uh, viria. Uh, sometimes translated as persistence, which gives you perhaps a better idea of a kind of a stamina, and uh, a, a kind of a constant life, life force, spiritual life force coming in doesn't mean uh, um, intense effort, um, or not effort in terms of um, you know forcefulness, but steady, persistent. Otherwise, it destroys the car. And both these are uh, required and. Uh, supported by investigation, Dhamma Vijaya. <clears throat> so uh, when we recollect the uh, enlightenment factors, you have Sati, mindfulness, and then uh, Dhamma Vijaya. Uh-huh. Investigation, then energy, viriya, and then rapture, sense of uplift, uh, then pasadi, soothing, and then samadhi, composure, collectedness. It's like uh, the process is one of breaking the old habits or abandoning the old habits, the ruts, the fixed attitudes and so forth, patterns, programs of the mind, and the kind of crust that builds up. We get very much encrusted, um, set in our ways, because they offer a certain stability. We know what we're doing we done it according to familiarity. So these have to be investigated because they become ossified and rusty. And what might have been useful years ago is no longer useful, was not established through wisdom, mm-hmm. established without wisdom. And there's a certain breaking that's required. It's a hard word but rather like breaking the crust of something or easing up the rust on a rusty joint. Or perhaps even more useful learning to make a stiff limb more supple by gradually stretching it and soothing it and working it and inquiring into it. Dealing with an organic system and so there's a sense of um, how you handle uh, Organic system—you don't wrench it, but you definitely work on it. Mm. <clears throat> the sense of calm purpose to do that, and the benefit, and this is done with uh, care and intelligence, is that uh, there's an energy is released. We've both the energy that uh, is involved with the practice, but also where we've been stuck as we free up, a new vitality comes in. We start to see things in a different, fresher way. Uh, we experience a, a greater sense of being, uh, more fulfilled. We feel uh, there's new lights coming in, insights arising. Um, you know, because the ossification of the mind uh, uh, tends to dull it and, and limit its capacity very much so in our machine age it's very it's quite easy to morph into a kind of machine running I mean machine, I mean a system uh, mechanical processes, automatic procedures because that's kind of what the world requires and society expects automatic name, number, this that, this, that fill in the form put the plastic in the machine that's it, get the result and we, we kind of We have to learn those systems, and eventually that's how your mind starts to operate. Do this, do that, push a button, result. Do this, do that, push a button, result. So the sense of real natural uh, liveliness and intelligence and inquiry and initiative and checking things out and challenging gets uh, lost in that process. Uh, come back to forest dwelling we're all on forest dweller's practice Mm. some of us have trees some of us have (laughs) you know but we try to to live in the the presence of the forest wherever we are what is a forest dweller's practice Mm. essentially we have to be very open because uh we have to sense what's happening all around us. There's no straight, paved path to find our way. You've got to keep looking and feeling. And you can't just do it by thinking. In fact, thinking is very minimal. Mostly you're feeling it and sensing it. And, you know, how is this? and your priority is the sense because you can't really determine and predict what the forest will do particularly a wild a forest full of wild animals is to really know what you can know in your own with your balanced alert composed attentive and staying with that And that's all you have, that's your kit, that's your equipment. In those days, no maps, no GPS, no flashlights, Uh, just you are the equipment. No books, no guidebook, you are the equipment, here you are. And thinking, mind can panic or riffle through learnt procedures. Forest dweller has uh, more faith and courage. This is the way the Buddha walked, therefore this is the way I walk. <coughs> And we have certain determinants there. One is the knowingness. We're alert, there's a sense of knowingness. (laughs) There's a sense of body. We're not thinking, we're not absorbed in our thoughts, we're not following a mental idea. Uh, We're feeling the presence of something here with us, we're right where we are, that's what we call body in this this sense, this inner body, your energy body, your vitality is there, not somewhere else, you're fully in it, from the soles of your feet to the crown of your head, your back, your shoulders, your hands, it's all there, it's all relevant. You don't look at any detail, you just want the whole thing. And you keep checking is this steady? Is this balanced? Am I with it? Am I drifting off? Mm. Planning? Mm. Fantasizing? grumbling. Oh, oh, I here? No time for that now. No. It's dangerous to do this in a forest. An inquiry is into your own equipment. Is it balanced? Is it steady? What's running? But as we're in this uh, forest scenario, also we're not just absorbing into those. And why am I like this? And how should I be like that? This is dangerous too. It's kind of hunched over your own uh, errors and curiosities. That's another preoccupation. A certain sense of just lightly attuned to. Feeling tense or negative or hungry or grasping or you know, something in me clutching for something, security, for knowledge, for understanding, something in me resisting. Don't want to be here. Want to have something to bury myself in. Want to be stimulated by something. And you know, that's kind of you can feel it um, not clear irritated what am I supposed to do? Yeah. what am I supposed to do? what should I what am I yeah. you know, these kind of mental signals of the mind coming out of its preoccupation it's like um, you know pulling a blanket off a of a sleeping animal, he looks up. Wherever it's going on, here? you know, blink, blink. You know, Where am I? Here, body, stay open. Just, and then, uh, so investigating is light recollection not preoccupy uh, self-analysis, but just this sensing these very common human traits. Some of them probably not just human, but all sentient creatures will experience this fear, uncertainty. Mm. Is it such a bad thing? Or is it just, yeah, that's what sentient creatures experience. Mm. Feeling irritated by discomfort, mental and physical. Yeah, creatures experience that. And this is really uh, this investigation, it's calm. It's also sympathetic, the way the doctor sees a disease or a wound, understanding the patient. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of this around. So the first process in this release is called, uh, the Buddha mentions it as abandonment. He's thinking, he's contemplating, he's sensing. I abandoned it. Abandonment is, when you look at the way this word is used in the suttas, it generally refers one does not identify one abandons ownership one, uh, you know, it's like you leave, like you put your bag down, it's no longer yours it's there but it's, it's not yours, you abandon it, that's not mine, I, I relinquish it I forfeit it, there it is yeah. so this is not <coughs> kind of like I destroy it or get rid of it so much as I relinquish ownership of that. And this is pretty crucial, and as we process, as we work with things in its careful way, first thing is, we have to, first of all, uh, work through the identification. Because most of what happens that becomes familiar whatever is familiar is called myself because here it is again, so it must be me Hmm. what is familiar and internal particularly internal, mental, emotional, psychological definitely that's me that's the one that travels with me or if I go, it's my permanent backpack doesn't come off The voice I've heard. So many, so long I know that one. That's me, that voice. Mm. This is where it's so helpful not to just um, preach it, but okay, and then there's the knowing of that. or is it that knows that? What is it aware of that? Mm. There's the knowing of that. And there's a certain bodily sense that comes with these particular patterns, generally one of constriction, if it' was slightly tensed or up in the head, or any part of the body seems present, or if you're tangled up on your chest, or you feel weighed down on your shoulders, mm. or you feel completely lost your body altogether, you feel wiped out. So, as we acknowledge some of these, there's that phenomenon. It can be known. So can, can be... So, firstly, just placing it in a context which neither says it's myself, nor says it's not myself. It says, Well, this self thing is actually irrelevant reference. It doesn't... It's not reference we need to make. This is this... And best reference is it can be known and experienced in this way, and my welfare or not pretty easy question, pretty easy answer, generally not then the recollection of the skillful the beautiful As this. And where is that in, the, in this experience? It can be the sense of non-attachment, investigation, truthfulness, and of course, kindness. It's like we're soothing a crazy creature, holding a frightened monkey, which wants to grasp and run and shout and scream or go to sleep. Holding your monkey, letting that... uh, You're already practicing abandonment by that. strange in that you abandon something by holding it with non-attachment, holding it with dispassion, holding it with clarity, holding it with mindfulness holding it with goodwill, rather than holding it in the old, habitual ways of suppression or following it. <clears throat> this investigation process is really an investigation into, of phenomena and also of how we relate to phenomena that may become very common, very habitual my impulsiveness, that experience, that rushing up, that, you know, a few hours later I regret wish I hadn't done that, said that, acted that way. Mm. Things of this nature. Mm. So we're calmly investigating these And ideally, you you get back to the place where they begin to originate from, where one is touched, reactive, triggered. So there's no way we can get to that place if we're always uh, reacting to our mental states and either dismissing them, or suppressing them, or following them, or whatever. You can't penetrate, unless there's a sense of openness, goodwill. How is this? An investigation which is carried through with the spirit of of goodwill. This is for your harm, and what will bring around your welfare. What does this particular experience need in order for it to release? What does my... Frustration need. My boredom. I get bored with sitting here our rear, our here the same old things. Another day. Here we go again, another day, another Dana. What's all this about Nibbana? Here we go again. What's needed? Come out of that, how is it in the body? Can you extend your awareness more thoroughly, deeply? Body's a great place because you can always find some little places there which can be opened out in your chest, in your face, in your throat, in your Just And vitality comes through. You notice when you get into habitual states, you're probably going to find a certain dulling, effect, shoulders come over, uh, numbing out, and right there, coming down your back, your neck, your head, doesn't seem to be related to the particular problem that you're thinking about. And that's why you have to develop this in, uh, intelligence to know it's. the answer is never exactly where the problem is. It doesn't come from the same place as the problem it comes from somewhere else so we get a sense of stepping back Mm -hmm. overall picture overall how does this affect the overall state remember we're still in the forest how does this affect the overall state the openness the completion the wholeness If you lose that, you're bound to be embedded in something. And there's a clear, well, there's a fairly constant inclination to get embedded in something. Embedded, because bed is a good place to be. Not in the forest, it's not. waking up and this is not a kind of frantic waking up but just a steady steady finding where your vitality is drawing it up opening your body up making it a firm reference that's going to stand with you because mm-hmm. that is your equipment. Yeah. yeah. Mechanical lives. We've transferred all our intelligence has gone out into devices, gadgets, maps, compasses, books, yeah, and so on. All we we all transferred, all our intelligence got outside us into devices that would do it for us so we got kind of the very depleted and kind of lazy without even though we're frantic we don't use the fundamental basic intelligence and this is the only one that's going to wake up for, a, for some body. no device is going to get there no system is going to get there no rule book is going to get there this is your equipment. Polish it. Steady it. If it feels good, stay with it. Learn it. Don't be in a hurry to just, you know, move on to something else. Linger when it feels good. Investigate why does it feel steady and composed and good. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Let just thinking, relax into it. Sustain it. What sustains the the skillful? What causes it to fluctuate? Stay alert. And whatever, as the Buddha says, whatever mental state, skillful or unskillful, is apprehended. In this way, this is food for the enlightenment factor of investigation of dumbness. Skillful states, unskillful states, they're all grist for the mill. Even skillful states are something to maintain a sense of steady open. Hmm. doesn't mean you've got to look around at everything, it just means there's a feeling of the mind is not constricted. It is expansive. It is not hampered. It is hampered. We notice what's bring, what's causing that. Where's the effect of that? Can you inquire and extend into that? This is investigation. It's the. It is calm, centered, knowing way. It gives you a reference to to an understanding. That is it's beyond thought. This is why it persists, even as thought subsides. With only minimal thought, just enough to barely know, to be able to name. Enough. Most of it's just through feeling it, sensing it, learning, the roughness, the sliding, the grasping, the flaring, Mm. sagging and steadying, holding it carefully and holding will have its effects directly directly, don't need to have somebody there doing it the system will do it for itself so even uh, the samboidhi experience and so forth is not self it's not done by somebody it's done through purity Awakening realizing itself. So let's take some, some opportunity for direct practice for our welfare. We have a good day, yeah. Yeah. and sustain it through the day. Try to not consider the day in terms of, you know period of this period of that and time off but try to sustain that that's the most important thing particularly when you leave the hall where the mind can easily think oh well new game no 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 the game is always steady open investigate stay present don't lose it that's always the rule